0: This is Phil Lamar, and you are listening to the GeekCast Radio Network. Thanks for tuning in to your remote control here on the GeekCast Radio Network. I'm your announcer, Optimus Solo. And on today's episode, join TFG1 Mike and the rest of the RC crew as they talk TV in the modern era. The big two o two o with T-Mobile. Switch now and get two lines for just ninety bucks and two new iPhone 11s on us. So you can take a portrait built for two with the ultra wide camera. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, cute. Hurry in to T-Mobile and get two lines for ninety bucks and two iPhone 11s on us with qualifying trade-ins. Via twenty four credits for well qualified buyers with auto pay plus taxes and fees. If you cancel before receiving twenty four credits, you may owe up to the full value of your device of six ninety nine ninety nine. Contact us. Qualifying port-ins and finance agreements required. That's right, for TV talk all the time, stop channel surfing and let us take over your remote control. The name of the island they found me on is Leon Yu. It's Mandarin for purgatory. I've been stranded here for five years. I've dreamt of my rescue every cold black night since then. For five years, I've had only one thought, one goal. Survive. Survive and one day return home. The island held many dangers. To live, I had to make myself more than what I was. To forge myself into a weapon, I am returning. Not the boy who was shipwrecked, but the man who will bring justice to those who have poisoned my city. My name is Oliver Queen.
1: Welcome to Remote Control. I am, of course, TFG1Mike. This is episode 42. 42 is the magic number because right now, folks, it is the summer of superheroes. Well, we're starting this a little late. It's almost, you know, the second or third week of August or whatever it is. I don't even know anymore. Joining me once again, as always, for now, is trying to be DJV. It's DJ Valentine from the Simplistic Reviews podcast. He is my diggle at this point. (laughs)
2: In the immortal words of my favorite character on this show, and maybe every CW show, Hey, kid.
1: <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, crap. So, people have, might know what I'm doing or what know what we will be doing here. Um, I've mentioned this on the Remote Control Facebook page, on the GCRN Facebook page. From episode 42 to 49 of this podcast... We are going to go through every single season, two seasons per podcast, of all of the CW current shows. This does not include Black Lightning. <laughs> At this point, it does not include Black Lightning, because I have not had time to to even watch Black Lightning. Um, so this episode will be Season 1 and 2 of Arrow. Next time, Season 3 of Arrow with Flash Season 1, because that's the continuity order uh arrow season four flash season two Legends season one supergirl season one arrow season five uh, flash season three legends two supergirl two wow supergirl and legends is legends yes (laughs) supergirl (laughs) arrow six
2: already giving commentary (laughs)
1: arrow six flash four and wow it's like a football score (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Arrow
2: six flash four
0: <laughs> Legends. Three,
1: Legends three and Supergirl three. Um Yeah, I I don't know, I had been wanting to do this for a while. Um originally we had had a show called uh The Legends of the Brave and the Bold where Steve Megatron and I were gonna go through Not necessarily season by season, episode by episode, but we were going to do a whole CW Batman type of thing. Obviously, Batman isn't in the CW television universe. Um, Or is he? (laughs) Well, Batwoman will be, thank God. Finally, (laughs) something good on Supergirl. Oh, my God.
2: You're getting ahead of yourself. You're getting ahead of yourself. Yes, I know, I know.
1: All right, so how this is going to work, folks, is we have four uh categories we have stage dressing casting couch uh to jump or not to jump the shark and obviously exiting stage left so that's kind of the closing uh when did like what were you doing back in 2012 when this was kind of announced or 2011 it was probably announced in 2011 saying hey fall of 2012 the CW is starting a new show and it isn't smallville ha <laughs>
2: Oh man. I mean Arrow is was a show that shouldn't have worked for me. Uh the previous attempt at Green Arrow on the CW was the the one on Smallville, which to me was just cosplay Oliver Queen. So when <laughs> I when I heard they were giving him his own show with the guy behind Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern as showrunner, I was severely skeptical would be the nice way to say it, other than Cursing screaming at the sky. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know at the time who Stephen Amell was I didn't know why they didn't just call the damn show green arrow, but I think uh, What this show did to subconsciously win me over mm-hmm. at least the first two and a half seasons was to crib uh, a Lot which you we were joking about before crib a lot of elements from Batman namely Batman begins with spoiler alert Malcolm Merlin's season one plan mirrored a lot of Rachel Ghoul's plan from Batman Begins. Oh yeah. So before I knew it, I was in to Arrow. If you ever heard the earliest episodes of our podcast, the Simplicity Reviews podcast, we were getting in depth in seasons. Like, oh my yeah. God, last we would go we would talk about episodes after episodes from one and two. Uh which again I never thought I'd be doing seeing the first ad for it, which was it just seemed like some kind of the, the the hot kids on CW Now messing <laughs> with comic books So I was just like, uh Well, after the first I don't know <laughs> I guess after the first next snap I think uh, I was in I was like, oh, okay uh, Alright <laughs> I think There was one scene in particular In the first episode of the pilot Where Ali is, I guess, I'm spoiling the show, I guess. Uh, it's kidnapped. six years old, dude. You right. can
1: spoil the show. I mean, come Ollie, on. Ali
2: is kidnapped uh, and tied to a chair. Right. And the guys uh, are questioning him. And at this point of the show, I'm like this. I'm, I'm watching the show with my arms folded like, see, this show is going to be one of those stupid shows, you know. <laughs> and then when he, he, he's getting tortured. And then he pulls his hands out like i his hands are bound behind him but then he tells the criminals uh i'm not bound to the chair and he pulls his hands out and then tears them to pieces yeah. i'm like oh okay let me see where this goes and then where it went for was for me two really really good seasons so two and a half really good seasons <laughs> yeah
1: yeah um i will say right now as we go through this um Arrow Season 3, 4, and to somewhat a lesser sort of extent, 5, I did not care. What's When I was watching these as they unfolded, mm. I Arrow Season 3, you might as well just change his costume, give him a bad rang, and just call he, him
2: fucking... They, you know. They've even admitted to this that yeah. he's Batman. <laughs> yeah, so.
1: I mean, you might as well just call him fucking Batman, because, you know... <laughs> Fuck Batman. I mean, come on.
2: Well, no, they have admitted you were correct. They yeah. I, I, I mean, to the I mean, I've already talked about the whole Malcolm Merlin the mm-hmm. Glades the the Narrows yeah. mirror thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, se- season 3 I kind of thought season 3 was going really really well mm-hmm. up because the, they were promising I'm pretty sure that season 3 would reach a ghoul. Yeah. And when he, I guess, spoiler alert again, gets kicked, fights Ra's al Ghul, which I think that scene is probably one of the greatest comic book, uh, live-action comic book scenes of all time, by the way, with Oliver versus Rachel Go on a mountainside. I love that scene. I would put it up against any comic book scene you got. It's awesome. But after he falls off that cliff, the show kind of falls off that cliff with him. Yeah. <laughs> it, doesn't, it kind of recovered in the last more recent season, season but it was a was dark
1: good but yeah it, it seasons like you know how everyone says oh it took star trek the next generation until like season three or four to find its legs
2: find its legs right
1: for me once season three of arrow happened i was like okay it had its legs in season one and two sort one of two. it was building it was building it was building and then rage comes in and basically undercuts it and and the show became a pirate double pirate peg leg or something because it had to I mean, find itself again and I it, didn't. For,
2: you know. for the first half of, of season three I, I, I'm, t- I'm telling you up until that fight I was all aboard I was like this is awesome. First off I don't know if you notice know about me I love Ra's ghoul He might be my one of my favorite DC villains if not my favorite DC villain of all time and I was again arms folded when they of bringing him to, to the air I'm like you're not going to beat Liam Neeson <laughs> you know, there's no way you're gonna get close to Liam's. And this guy, I forget his name. He was in uh, the Riddick uh, sequel. I forget his name. Does a really good job of Shah Ghul, especially in that fight scene. And I thought, what I thought was going to happen, I know we're skipping way ahead to season three. Yeah. Is that once he fell off that cliff, we would wouldn't see a male for the rest of the season. That's what should have happened. Should have been. Uh, it took him a long time to go from I fought Shah Ghul and died. To coming back But they waited uh, I think the CW Didn't have the balls To do that And they did Just bring them back In the next (laughs) Well
1: okay That's the problem With the CW And with the network Model
0: Mm.
1: That Six years ago And even now today It has not changed They have The 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 winter Finale They have the Summer They have these Two points In a television season's Lifespan Of whatever Like 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 we said at the beginning of this so far, season 1 had 23 episodes. At some point around say mm, 11 12, I don't I I mean I just watched this whole season for season 1. I don't even know where like the winter finale thing like but we're that's we're what we're happened. Women. Yeah, I don't know. But that's what happened in season 3. I remember that they did the cliffhanger. They did him falling off the thing. Mm-hmm. And then, that which was... is great. Which I want to underline it's yeah. great. <laughs> Except that should have been the full-on See, season, finale, the been the season finale, not the mid-season finale. Yeah, exactly. I
2: completely agree yeah, with you. If that was a season, if, if they would have made these, and we've we've been kicking this around a bit for years, even the Netflix model, we've been kicking that around a bit too. Mm-hmm. If they make these seasons more compact, like again, I'm sorry, British television, where they make no episode filler. Every episode is about the plot you make it 10 episodes 11 episodes max and that's the season finale season three might have been the one of the best seasons ever because it's such a good first half Mm -hmm. but then the second half is just like oh (laughs) <laughs> it's yeah. never gonna get better than this. <laughs> and all of these shows, these CW models, these network television models, out of, I guess out of a fear of not having enough content for their network, they give these shows twenty-three episodes, and you get you you got like five that are meaningful. The rest of them are just like monster of the week, as it was the coin phrase in Buffy, or yeah. uh, or just 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 filler. You need to make these more when you make them slim and mean, lean and mean episodes, like a Luther or a BBC show like that. You never, you never, you you can really more get a handle on this. You can get a handle on these characters, and and that's what Netflix is dealing with now with the Marvel stuff. Is everybody say, oh, you know, whether it's Luke Cage or Jessica Jones or whatever, these seasons are too long. Those are 13 episodes. Arrow is 23 bloody episodes okay. long. <laughs> so
1: I have not seen this in six years since it debuted 2012, 2013 television season. I have not gone back to season one. I still remember almost everything. There are certain things I forgot. There are certain things I've like, as I was watching, I would post on social media saying, Oh, Hey, I forgot about this. Or I, <laughs> oh. <was> that guy? <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, there goes that person or there goes that person or, Oh my God. Like looking at the arrow title card from season six, to yeah. what it was in Season 1. The Arrow title card in Season 1 is basically your basic black. It's, yep. And I forgot about that.
0: Now, by my rough estimate, you have not had sex in 1,839 days. As your wingman, I highly recommend Carmen Golden. Which one is she? The one who looks like the chick from Twilight. What's Twilight? You're so better off not knowing.
1: It's just interesting going like I was hooked okay when I was watching this it took me probably till about mm, season uh, uh, the season episode 12 episode right. 12 was my kind of like okay I kind of remember what goes on from episode 12 to episode 23 because episode 12 was vertigo Right. and right, I right. was like oh god this that's right I remember this <laughs> but the first 11 episodes I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh!
2: Forgot about that. I forgot about the kidnapping. I forgot about the Deadshot.
1: Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) forgot about Deadshot. Forgot about Huntress. I was like, ooh, Huntress. She needs to come back now. She needs to come back for season seven. Hidden love child with Oliver Queen for season seven or something. Have Have William (laughs) have a brother or something. Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just crazy. Uh, jumping on the casting couch for this show, as you said, Stephen Amal, I had never heard of this guy until this show. Even if I had looked him up, I wouldn't like this show and him as Casey Jones in the TMNT oh, Out of the God. Shadows movie. How
2: dare you bring that up? How dare you? What?
1: <laughs> How- Out of the Shadows was better than the first film. Oh come on! It was better than the first one.
2: This just you can't you you're comparing this Stephen Amell as Casey Jones, which the closest thing Stephen Amill has to Casey Jones is that his name is Casey Jones. That's the <laughs> only thing comment to the Casey Jones that was in the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie or the any anime series. But yes, but yeah, I I've never heard of him before. And I, I, I think never. I think know. the fact that Amill going in is it's especially if you're talking about the first couple episodes that you 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 almost yeah. forgot about. Because so did I. I. I think the fact that Amel took the role and performed it, it super serious really won me over on him. Yeah. There is like literally no tongue-in cheek with him for the first like season and a half where mm-hmm. he's just Batman. He's essentially Bruce Wayne yeah. uh, which works for the character and makes him a standout in the DC CW universe when when Constra- when when, he, when he's like in a scene, Amel's in a scene with let's say Barry Allen. CDC you can put a dark character With a light character resulting in an effect That is entertaining you know relationship wise But I digress it, it works because He is so good at Playing stoic I mean He's pretty good at playing Batman <laughs> If they are making a Batman yes. show He's really good at Bruce Wayne because he's nailing all the, the 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 dual identity I you know I'm really serious in my my personal life and in my you know uh, public life I have to play like the drunken playboy. That's Batman. <laughs> that's that's all Batman is and I thought he really nailed that 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 tone for this character.
1: Yeah, I mean looking through his filmography before Arrow.
2: So- soap opera uh, stuff I'm assuming.
1: Uh he was in an episode or two episodes of New Girl. Oh, okay. He was uh, in one episode of CSI. He was in one episode of NCIS Los Angeles. So uh, was I. Everybody. my show.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> His television debut, according to the information I have, he was in two episodes as the spinning instructor on Queer as Folk.
2: Okay. Don't know. never know that he was a
1: doorman in DeGrassi: The Next Generation.
2: Oh, okay. That's a great show. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> great, um, great. Show. Yeah. <laughs> the, okay, so the coolest thing outside of him being this character. It's being and... on a show with Drake. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so while Arrow has been going on in 2015, mm. they did something really cool. I I will try to find the audio of the video. I don't know. This is a dangerous man. Kick his ass, Arrow! Kick his ass, Arrow!
0: Take his ass! Stephen Amell was a guest here and he entered a WWE ring And that's not thats not good no matter who you are He was provoked by Stardust fun, You don't come in here as a guest and jump in the ring You call it provoked Stardust should go after Stephen Amell He started this whole thing
1: He uh, teamed up with Neville And went against um, Oh god uh, Two other WWE people Basically he was at a WWE show
2: Oh, you talking about when he went against Goldust? Yeah, right?
1: it was. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, yeah. It was Goldust and Cody Rhodes. That's what it was. Right, right, right. Um. Yeah. No, that I was like, hey, it's Arrow against the WWE. <laughs> they need to He's jumping a, off
2: of
0: stuff. Oh my
1: God! Like <laughs> him jumping off the thing and going this way and going and then him basically, you know, going not necessarily going up against because I know it was. Let's face it, folks. It's not it's not fake but it's planned you know it's choreographed but him it hurts
2: but it's 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 planned yeah, <laughs> it's planned hurting yes, essentially
1: it's <laughs> it's plain it's planned pain um, exactly him basically <laughs> saying to triple h and Vince man i don't care i don't care i'll sign whatever you want just make it happen are you all right yeah yeah fine all right, all right well here's the thing I brought you here as a guest. To be a spectator, not a participant, you understand me? You're lucky you walked out of that ring in one piece.
0: But Stardust was gonna start all of this.
2: I will deal with
0: Stardust. Hey. Let us deal with Stardust.
1: Us? Us? Let, Let me make one thing clear to you. You are not now, nor will you ever be. One of us. You're an actor. Yeah,
0: yeah, I get it. I get it. I'm an actor. I'm also a man. If some guy's gonna put his hands on me, I'm gonna fight back. So let the two of us let the two of us take care of Barrett and Stardust. At Sulla Slam.
2: What was it gonna be the red arrow and the green arrow, huh? Here's the thing.
0: I'm done talking about this. The parking lot is this way. I am not asking right, right, everything hey, for I, you. Tell you what. Whatever your lawyers want me to sign, I'll sign. Take full responsibility for what happens. Make the match.
1: Like <laughs> that was the like at that point in 2015, I had just started Mayhem Mike's our um, our wrestling podcast that we have here at Geek for your network and over on this week Geek as well. I was like, I just started that, and I'm like, oh, this is, because by 2015, I had been watching WWE at that time for about eight years, I started in 2007 again, after not right. before 2007 I hadn't watched anything WWE since, I don't know, 1991, oh. Um. <laughs> so, or 98 actually, but anyway, uh, so it's like, oh, okay, by the time 2015 rolls around, wow, cool, I'm watching that show, I'm watching this stuff. Cool. That's that's interesting. Um but yeah, no, I, I he doesn't like... he
2: doesn't take himself and the thing about if you ever watch him at Comic Con or any like doing the WWE stuff, the thing about Amel, which I really like him, is that he doesn't take himself too seriously and he's really but he's really serious about the character. Right? He I think he understands that Arrow is essentially the the foundation of this whole CW D C universe. So he takes that you know re- responsibility seriously but if you ever see him at a comic con or messing around with John Berman at, at a at a convention or something like that he 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 can laugh at himself he doesn't he doesn't mind doing the playful thing which oh,
1: exactly
2: it's uh, is you don't understand how rare that is when it comes to these hollywood <laughs> characters oh, yeah. especially when they're digging super actors doing superhero roles some of them don't you know eh whatever it's show I think he understands, it's, it's up to, to a lot of people out there, that this character has is, is been, bef- been around before him, it'll be around after him, he takes it seriously, he takes the, 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 the network, his, his, rep- his responsibility on the network very seriously, but he's not, a, he's not a prick, essentially, what I'm
1: saying. Absolutely, yeah, and see, here's the thing about him, you say Green Arrow will be around, it was obviously around before him, it'll be around after him, whatever, here's the thing. The only other person that I can remember that I actively loved as Green Arrow was the guy that voiced him in Justice League Unlimited. I forget what his name oh, is off yeah, the yeah, top of great. my head. Oh. I forget what his name is off the top of my head. I go to uh, you for these things, man. Yeah, I don't. I, I, don't know, pretty- I know. I know. I <laughs> know. I'll look. I'll look it up, and we'll have it for the season three episode next week. Um, so, right now for me, Amel is the definitive. Oh and Green Arrow, like like Hugh Jackman is right now the definitive Wolverine and Logan. Even though Cal J. Dodd was the definitive for X Men '92 as the voice, right? Um, you know,
2: in the video game, and, and, <laughs> Which, yeah, uh... and, yeah, in the video game. Um, <laughs>
1: yeah, what surprised me about and I and I knew this because I I've known since I've been watching the whole thing. But every time I see Willa Holland's name in this show, I'm like, hey what's caitlin from the oc doing in the that's what my first thought was that's
2: what she's for- thank you <laughs> thank was, you so what much the, what the hell I've is Marissa's Marissa's little for, sister and i'm like looking i'm like god i know you what do i know <laughs> you Willa? What do i know you? I watched the oc religiously that's another show I we can talk that. about oh yeah i love so that I'm, show so i'm like looking at her i'm always looking i'm like god i know you <laughs> I see your yep. face yeah Thank you. Ooh, it was bothering yeah.
1: me. <laughs> and then uh, you know another recurring guest star uh, as Robert Queen, Jamie Sheridan, yeah. was was Deacons, Captain Deacons on Law and Order: Criminal Intent. Yeah, he was Captain.
2: The beard. Yeah. It's the beard. Yeah, that it's the stuff. beard
1: that throws you <laughs> off. But you hear the voice and you know it's him. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, like you mentioned, John Barryman. This is my first time seeing him. I know oh, he's you done uh, or anything. Right. No, right. I have not seen any of that stuff. Right. Uh, so I love him uh Manu Bennett as Slade Wilson okay I hold, swear... hold on,
2: hold on, hold on, don't don't Manu Bennett needs to be spoke speaking spoken to in reverence,
1: okay, <laughs> and that's fine. I'm just saying I swear i've uh, when I saw before I knew what his name was that the fact that he was Slade, I looked at that guy and I'm like, I know I've seen him in other stuff. I just did not know the guy's name at the time, and I even looked him up, and I'm like, I don't remember anything that he's done he was in the, he
2: was the the biggest thing he's done is probably the hobbit which you never saw his face he was the white the orc uh, the one that was fighting open okay. shield or whatever but that was after this but uh for a long time ron perlman was my deathstroke i mean mm-hmm. much like michael ironside is still my dark side oh, yeah. but manu bennett oh man he knocks my he he's so good at slade wilson so much so his is the only when you say Deathstroke to me, the first voice that pops into my head is Hey kid, with that little whisper he does, mm-hmm. a little whisper growl. Sorry, Joe Manganiello. I mean, you 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 you're popular or whatever, but you'll never be <laughs> Deathstroke. You probably never be Deathstroke, but you'll never be my Deathstroke. Uh, you're gonna have a uh, a tall mountain to climb to overtake what Manu does here because he's he and Oliver have this dual arc mm-hmm. that's so good from season one uh, to the apex that is season two. Their friendship works. The fact that Oliver learned from uh, the best, I like that. It's almost like a mm-hmm. Samurai Jack sort of thing where Oliver's just picking up all these skills from different people just like Samurai Jack picked up. Ah, I'm going to learn from Robin Hood. I'm going to learn from the gladiators. I'm gonna learn from... So he the, the fact that he's being trained by uh, Deathstroke to Terminator is so dope. And, uh, and not to jump a season ahead, but the love triangle between him and Shadow and Ollie works for me, unlike yeah. – the one between Ollie, Laurel, and Tommy. That didn't really work for them, me that well. But the fact that that love triangle worked really makes season two work because him yeah. coming to town <laughs> yeah. trying to get revenge. I was like, okay, I know why he's doing this. This makes complete sense than anything other than – and this, this, just that amount of pain – that's that man who kind of conveys because he's always just tortured. He's always super serious, it mm-hmm. it, it just it just makes season two. That's why season two is my favorite season is because it's mostly Manu. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah, he has uh, worked with both uh, John Cena and Stone Cold. Uh, yeah. He was in the Marine and he was in the Condemned. Oh, WWE yes, he was films. in the Condemned. Yeah. I
2: remember he got. He, uh, he, yes, I remember that. <laughs> I think I might have been the first thing I've seen him in was The Condemned, actually.
1: <laughs> Probably. that's Yeah, that's most likely the first thing I saw him in. Mm. Um, uh, Katie Cassidy is Laurel. Uh, Polarizing. Yeah. She, I love how they've taken her, the actress, and sh- reshaped the Laurel character over the years. Like, obviously... Spoilers. Not that I need to say that, because hello, the show's six years old. A few people haven't seen the first five seasons, at least. You know, our Laurel eventually does die, but they've taken her and turned her into Black Siren, alternate Earth Laurel kind of thing. I love that they were able to do that with her. What's throughout.
2: your what's your so what's your favorite Laurel? Because my favorite Laurel, I think the Laurel that works for this show is law. It's gonna be hard to say lawyer Laurel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's lawyer Laurel. There's uh, drunk Laurel. Then there's uh black canary Laurel. Then there is black siren Laurel.
1: I think lawyer and black siren work the best.
2: I think you're right because black canary Laurel, not so much, um, <laughs> not so much, no. so much so that they uh, going to another character, Felicity Smoak, kind of took her spot as because yeah. in the comic books, black canary and green arrow. That's the you know that's the Superman Lois Lane uh, relationship. Yep or Batman-Catwoman relationship, and they're like, well, uh, male kind of has more chemistry with uh, Emily Beth. Yeah, so we're going to go that way, if you
0: don't mind.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the crazy thing is, when they turned her into Black Canary, I'm like, I don't care what anyone says. Mm. I, I do not care. I understand it's a quote-unquote bad show, but there was one shining moment in Birds of Prey. Is when Laurie Friggin Laughlin from Full House comes in as Black Canary. That's Black Canary to me.
2: That's your Black Canary? you oh, never yeah. going to.
1: Oh, yeah. Forget <laughs> Rebecca Donaldson.
2: Kids, <laughs> okay, Birds of Prey was a TV show that was on. How many seasons was that on? The one? One, the one.
1: Just one. <laughs> 13 episodes. It's all YouTube,
2: folks. Don't trust me. It'll be there. Yep. <laughs> it'll be there. Yep. Yep. <laughs>
1: Uh, since you mentioned her earlier, em- uh, Emily Beth R- R- Richardson, or Rickerson, Rickards. I always
2: want to say Emily uh, Beth Rick- Richardson, but it's Emily yeah, Beth Rickards. Rickards, that's what it is.
1: <laughs> um, she has not been in a lot of stuff other than the, D- the, the DC TV stuff. Films, her debut was uh, a short film called Bacon and Eggs. Uh, in 2012, uh, she was in a, a Flicka movie, uh, Cowgirls and Angels, Dakota's Summer. Um,
2: and angels. Uh, these sounds like yeah. you're just making shows up. I'm
1: not. <laughs> I'm not. These are these are actual. These films are real. Sadly, yes. <laughs> and most of her uh, her television stuff is Arrow, Flash, Legends, uh, uh, you know, Supergirl. Right. Um, I, give, obviously...
2: I give I give I give the showrunners credit because if you watch. Uh, her first scene on this show which i just got recently got to watch, i think it's episode four episode three uh she from the first scene you're like oh you you can't just have because you i think she was supposed to be one episode and she's this character is from a comic books but it's such a throwaway character in the comic books so just uh, it seemed like it was like a name drop but she is so good as this quirky kind of you know Playing off of Oliver's stoic, again, contrasting a comic character, a comical, Mm -hmm. you know, bright character with a dark, brooding character works, DC. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But when – the first thing, I think uh, Oliver's dropping off like a laptop and he wants her to decode it or whatever. And she's just so like bumbly, nervous. It's like I could watch a whole – this could be a show, just them. Felicity
1: is – in season one, she is the uber-hot nerd girl.
2: Right, right. (laughs) <laughs> but she has charisma. Like she has yeah. charisma. She, oh yeah, she does. And her, as the show goes on, her backstory is actually really interesting. With uh, yeah, uh, with her father and her mom. And her it, mom I mean, she has yeah. a lot. I mean, thinking about where they could have gone if they would have you know followed the comic book and i'm more of a stickler to following the source material but again i get the bad rap of i just want it to be just like the the comic books i wanted to be like the comic books in terms of nailing a character but if there's some change that makes it better Mm -hmm. and making physicalicity smoke the main love interest to ollie is making it better because the chemistry between those two are just you you, you can see it in the first scene i'm like you can't Mm -hmm. you can't you can't deny this, yeah. If if you want to make the, her be on the show all the time, at first I was like, okay, she can be. Then when they brought her back, eventually, and she was kind of like their cue or, or you know mm-hmm. customer support or whatever. Uh, she she I, I was fine with that, but when they made the love, match, I was like, yeah, I'm fine with that too because she has every scene she's in. She's great in. So mm-hmm.
1: yeah, season one. I think my favorite line from her: "I'm so glad to have you inside." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like oh my kept, god! The, the
2: running gag was she kept saying lines wrong, that sounded like yeah. innuendo. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: it's innuendo. But yeah, yeah, it, it's it's so fun. What do you see?
0: Six armed guards, two pit bosses, and four men. For no slot machines. I mean, how do you call yourself because they know without any lucky sevens. Stay focused, please. I'll be with you the entire time. Thanks. Feels really good having you inside me, and by you I mean your voice, and by me I mean my ear. I'm gonna stop talking right now. That would be my preference.
1: Absolutely, I love, absolutely love her. Uh, other cast members, like we mentioned, John Barryman uh, surprised me to find um, uh, uh, Kelly Hu as China White.
2: Yeah, I, I I think I knew that going in from the commercial. I think she's in the commercial when they were first promoting it. Probably. And I saw Kelly Who's an Arrow, and I was like, all right. I knew more about Kelly Who than I knew about, you know, Stephen Amell yeah. or anybody else on the show. I was like, okay, Obviously, i
1: I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. yeah, like, like <laughs> she is actually the one in season – out of season one probably, the one name – that i recognize the most outside right. of like i said before Jamie Sheridan and and well,
2: bro, when when was michael j white on there cuz he was bronze tiger i think but i can't remember uh, if that's two or one i, I always get the uh, season. thing
1: probably two cuz he was not in in this one i don't think right
2: I'd but no yeah see. kelly who's was like the big the big, the biggest she, star
1: <laughs> she's she's the, yeah she's the big recurring guest star cuz right. um you know but, I mean, her, you know, started off with Friday the 13th, Jason Takes Manhattan for a film debut. <laughs> wow. And then she then she was in Surf Ninjas in 1993.
2: I mean, I'm, I can't blame her for that.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, obviously, X2 is Lady Deathstrike in 2003. Yeah. Great uh, that role. Yeah, so she absolutely. Doesn't um, she doesn't have to.
0: I mean, does <laughs> she really have
2: to? Well, that's like such a again, I'm going to the comic. She's such an interesting character and they kind of give her nothing to say. Yep. But she looked the part in her fight scene with Hugh Jackman's awesome. That's like one of the highlights of that movie, so.
1: Yep. Uh she was um let's see what else. Uh she was Inspector Michelle Chan, one of my favorite TV shows, Nash Bridges from 97 to
2: 98. The old Nash Bridges. Yep.
1: She was in Sam O'hungs Martial Law from 98 to 2000.
2: <laughs> I think I watched that show.
1: I it's so funny I I'm just uh, a network we have here called it called H&I uh Heroes and Icons. They're running this day shift where they run like Nash Bridges on Monday, Early Edition on Tuesdays, NYPD Blue on Wednesdays or whatever. And I'm watching Early Edition when I which I have not watched that show in forever.
2: Kyle Chandler's Early yep. Edition.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm like there was an episode at the end of the third season because that's where I'm picking it up on this network is the end of the third season going into the fourth where it was a crossover and Samo from Martial Law get was in it. Get Chicago. out of here. No, not get kidding. It was hilarious. I'll give you the episode name Jesus. later. You, oh, I loved I it. I got to see this. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> Kelly also, uh, she's the voice of Stacey Hirano on Phineas and Ferb. Uh, she was in Numbers for an episode, uh, NCIS Los Angeles, Hawaii Again,
2: Ivo. everybody has been on that show. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, obviously, most oh, most recently this year she's entangled the series as Adria, mm. so there's that. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, the cast in this show, I love them all pretty much. There really isn't... A,
2: How do you a- feel about Tommy?
1: I... <laughs> He's dead at this point. But <laughs> how do you feel about Tommy? I mean, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> what a response! I <laughs> I liked I like him once what? he had his money taken away from him, that he had to actually grow up. Like, oh. I, I hate his father for doing that, but you know, you see these rich kids, and you're like, okay, being the rich kid, you know, character stereotype. That's great. Whatever but something's got to change and i do like how he stepped up i had forgotten that oliver had told him that oliver was the hood and let's talk about this folks mm. in this in the first season of this show they call the guy the hood the vigilante
2: For, yeah. the this, this the like the, forever they call him the hood forever <laughs> yeah call him anything it, else
1: <laughs> it took and i'm i i understand story wise i get it but it took them until they were backdooring Oh god. Flash. Until they were backdooring Flash, uh, for them to number one, get him an actual mask and get yeah. him a the the actual like I get it. It's a story thing. They're gonna build up to it, but two and a half seasons of building to your getting your arrow mask and your actual comic name It's the name?
2: vigilante or it's the hood or it's the you know, the, the, the guardian angel. I'm like, dude, this any We needed Cisco to give these people names.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: we needed Cisco. In Cisco, we trust. Yes, he's the one that
2: gave him the mask, if I remember correctly. Or was that Barry? No, no, it was Barry. Barry gave
1: the mask? Maybe, I I think Barry said something about here, Cisco whipped this up for you. Right, right, right. But it was Barry that actually gave him the
2: mask. Okay, okay. Or something. Or perhaps it's because the vigilante's activities have had a chilling effect on the city's criminals.
0: What are your thoughts, Oliver? I think the vigilante needs a better code name than the hood or the hood guy. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. How about Green Arrow? Lame.
2: Yeah. Um, yes. Paint on his eyes. Like I, Every time I watch the show, I'm like, hey, I'm just waiting for someone to go, hey, hey, Oliver. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because you look, I, I can clearly see it's you. It's, it's just, you know, the, Oliver would. The, face first e- you.
1: The, the first episode with Huntress, when I'm like, okay. Like before they before he and the huntress actually even mixed it up together, as soon as I saw her and I'm like okay, and I saw the the, Bert, the Frank Bernelli and I'm like okay, well it's clearly Helena, it's <laughs> clearly a woman on that motorcycle. Like I mean, you know, and then obviously he and the, the they're in that fight and he basically punches through her helmet and rips it off her. I'm like. Are you really that shocked, Oliver? Come on! Come on, man! Come on, man! Use your brain. <laughs> um, what What are some of your notes and thoughts overall for the the season? Did you have specific moments that you remember as you watched some of this stuff, or?
2: We, I, I guess we got to talk about Diggle. Uh, Diggle oh, was. Yeah. Um... He's the he's the Harley Quinn of this series for the simple fact that he's such a great character. They retroactively transitioned him into the comic books <laughs> and even Did got people really? hoping for him to be a Green Lantern. I mean, Diggle, it's again, what this show is like, I think they stumbled into chemistry and these characters. Like, I don't think Diggle, again, was supposed to be more than, oh, as a bodyguard uh, motif. That Because they had um, Oliver narrating their first couple of episodes. Uh, other yeah. than the other than the opening thing,
1: that's the interesting thing about this show. About going back to this, I forgot there was no <laughs> clear. There was no clear. Oh, the, the, there is an opening beat with the title card, but I right. forgot how it opened. That the narration was right because like, they don't do that. They very rarely do they do that now.
2: Right because I think I think what happened was when they were first doing the they were kind of feeling their way around the the pilot in a couple first couple of episodes is that yeah. Oliver's going to be by himself so we need to get into his mind so we'll have him narrate but as we've learned uh <laughs> We learned, and I've heard interviews of the showrunners hated the secret identity stuff because it limited them storytelling-wise, which explains that all of these shows, all of the CW shows, go on as they go on. Oliver, Barry, Kara went from no one knowing their secret to entire buildings filled with people knowing their secret. So you don't really need narration when Oliver can say what he's thinking to Diggle or Felicity Or well, who else knows Oh, Lance or Sarah or you know, Mister Terrific. He can just you don't even really need narration anymore. But I, I think they intended, or at least when they pitched the show, it was going to be like secret identity. You know, never telling about your secret. So he, the only way we get to know what Green Arrow is thinking is him talking to the audience. But it is weird and striking, like. Oh, wait, he's still talking to us. <laughs> so, this is episode three. <laughs> he's talking about what he's going to do. That's weird. Because now in the newer seasons, I don't think they ever do that because he's mm-hmm. just everything he thinks he says is to Diggle or he says it to, you know, yeah. you know, Mad Dog or Wild Dog. What the heck his name is? Wild Dog. Yeah. So. But yeah, it, it, it was fine. But I think Diggle, like I said, they backed into this stuff because the first episode where he shows up, he just feels like another throwaway character. And this guy, uh, I forget. What the heck is his name i always forget diggle's real name uh
1: oh uh david ramsey
2: david ramsey yeah he's not, he wasn't a big deal actor wise either so you're just mm-hmm. thinking he's just a you know a day player and then you realize uh he really has a th- chemistry with steven amell and as they go into it now you watch the first episode and you realize where diggle is go- gone to to where he is now it's like wow <laughs> He's essentially the the, the Alfred of this. I don't mean that in a demeaning way, because Alfred is super important to Batman. And Diggle is super important to Oliver Queen, which is is crazy.
1: Yeah, it is so crazy. And it's so fun. Like I said, I forgot about half this stuff. (laughs) Uh, Once they got to the Vertigo episodes, a couple episodes, I'm like, okay, here we go. The Vertigo stuff. Count uh-huh. Vertigo. Okay. That's, which one, that's which
2: a, one is your favorite? Is it the Peter Stromer Count Vertigo, or is it the young... Who cares what the actor's name is? Count Vertigo? I don't
1: even know. <laughs> like, I, like... Arrow in the beginning, he's just going to go after people on the list, and then they convince Diggle and others, convince him to go after all crime. Right. Like, doesn't matter what it is. You know, help the helpless and all this and all don't that. Don't make that's, it personal. That's, that's do. great. Don't make it personal, yada, yada, yada. Um... I think by the time episode 20 rolled around, I was tired of the flashbacks
2: and going oh, really? forward that Oh That early, huh? Oh yeah <laughs> oh, Like, yeah. It, oh, done He was like, I'm out, I'm out
1: <laughs> Like, I love Deathstroke, I love Shadow and all that and everything else, but like, I'm What I liked about them is in the beginning how they t- Like, when Oliver He's first comes to back the or whatever. He, he ha- it ties into like like the first couple episodes there was one episode where he woke up out of a nightmare and that's how they they gone they went into the flashback they came out of it by him waking up out of the nightmare so it felt natural that the flashback was actually him having the nightmare of what had happened to him right. but by the time every everybody that is important to him knows kind of like what ha- sort of what happened on the island and whatever else and I already knew at this point rewatching this, and even though I remember this happening when I first watched it, like five years on the island, he wasn't always on that damn island. Right, they didn't have to they, wait they until remember. season two or season three to find that
2: out. How he went home and yeah. killed the drug dealer. He went back. To the... <laughs> oh my god. I, I, I like the fact, even though they kind of uh, Tommy kind of hints at it, that he he makes reference to Lost. So this mm-hmm. show is kind of lost in reverse, where instead of being on an island and flashing back to your life in the city, they're in the city and flashing back to their life on the island. But yeah, I, I think after, I can't say I didn't like the flashbacks, because again, it gave me Deathstroke, gave me Wintergreen, right. it gave me Fires, you know, yeah. we, I love the Bratva stuff, which I, they've been doing. I in liked the
1: most- them, but by the time, to- like I said, by the time the season was almost over, I was over like i don't <laughs> <You're> dislike <done. laughs> but i'm just kind of like over the whole flashback thing right um a couple of things that i noticed in this season and this didn't actually happen until season three but like the whole thing with laurel and her mom and her dad and sarah and all of that like
2: oh the they were in of, the, re- the recasting of sarah with uh Kay, yeah Caitlin. that
1: was the, <laughs> yes I as soon as I rewatched the first, as soon as I watched the pilot again, like waiting, who the hell is that? That's that's not Katie. That's not that's not hot Canary. What's going on? I mean, the girl's hot, but
2: that that's not, not that the same not Sarah, act. Sarah Lance. It's like
1: it's like I'm I'm just waiting for the voiceover guy. The part of of Sarah Lance is now being played. Like the part, part of Sarah Lance dikes.
2: will be played by another actress. Exactly, I'm she waiting don't... for that,
1: but. The episode where it's Laurel and her parents. Her mom comes back. Right, right. And at the end of that episode, the mom's like, oh, "Okay, fine, Sarah's blah, blah blah. I'll let it go for now. Blah, blah blah. I guess I'm just gonna go back to Central City. I'll be there in a flash." She actually says, "I will be there in a flash," <laughs> and it hasn't even happened. It's
2: they not do, that the three they until... do that all the time. They do that all the time. Greg Berlanti and uh I can't remember Guggenheim and Kreisberg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the, um uh, death the dead Shots in room 52, which is oh, a clear uh, yeah. uh shout out to uh the new 52 for DC. They do all these little Nods to DC throughout the show, and if you mm-hmm. catch him, like I'll be there in the Flash. It's but, you know see, they do it I, all the time.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I caught Coast City. I caught Blood Bloodhaven, obviously. Hello. Uh, I caught c- the Central City and In a Flash bit when I, when I first saw, it, but going back and rewatching it, and now knowing that the Flash is it's obviously here come later. It's like oh, they really were planting the seeds for all of this to happen. The hell, they even mention um. Uh, Ferris Air, so I'm just. Oh yeah, waiting. I'm it had Green waiting.
2: Lantern in one season, but he didn't see. He saw Hal Jordan. It was when Barry and Flash, Barry and Flash, Barry and uh, Ollie were in a bar, yeah, and I think it was at the end of one of the crossover events, and like walking out was like Captain uh, Jordan or something like that, and it was supposed to be yeah. Hal Jordan, Green Lantern. Yeah. They do these little. The, I give them credit for that. They don't, and they never I like. Hit you, Here is a new. Video, they never yeah. really, like hit you over the head with it. It's always kind of like, you know. If you're paying attention, you know comic You go, "Hey!" And if not, you're like, "All right." Yeah, like exactly. <laughs> I think he mentioned, uh, I think he mentioned Bruce Wayne this previous season, which is the first time they mentioned Bruce Wayne, where he's like yeah. doing a press conference, and he goes, "I don't know. I, I was at a party where I think Bruce Wayne was there, or something like that." I think, like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's never coming off like you know they're forcing it down your throat. I think they come. They try and do little nods to their credit, anyway.
1: Um, I think my outside of like the uh, the other episodes that set up the end part of the story with the undertaking and all of that, my two favorite characters that are just guest stars, and like three favorite episodes are the the two Huntress episodes, and oddly enough, the Firefly episode because I thought they did that really well. I don't necessarily like him, but I've seen him in other media in the last five or six years, mm. and I like how they did it here. I I don't know how much of the Garfield lynn story because I haven't. I'm not a huge Firefly fan, right. but I like how they were able to do that story within the scope of this show without Amel having to put on a a, a bat cape.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he must. He's 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 right there, folks. He's got a cave. Yeah. He's got yep. a Butler. He's got an arrow
1: cave. He's, he's got, got a Butler. An
2: arrow. <laughs> he's right there, man. He's yep. right. <laughs> he's, he's fought Rayshawn Ghoul. He's been Rayshawn Ghoul. He's banged mm-hmm. one of Rayshawn Gould's daughters. He's right there. God. He's right there.
1: <laughs> um, speaking of of other cast members and things that I remember from this, I forgot about Colin Salmon. Doing he's great, walls. man. You know, I when this I remember this like it was yesterday when I first saw. The this season way back when it premiered, I'm like, what the hell is Robinson from Goldeneye and Tomorrow Never Dies? What what the hell is James Bond's ever, Butler doing in? Have,
2: have you ever seen him on Limitless?
1: <laughs> no, the TV show or the movie. TV,
2: the TV show. The TV show. I have show.
1: not seen the TV show. He's
2: yet. like a he's like a freaking badass. On I team.
1: love that guy. Yeah, <laughs> Every time Colin Salmon
2: shows up, I'm like, oh, cool, Colin, Colin Salmon's here. <laughs> <laughs> yup <laughs> He's in Resident Evil. He's awesome in that. <laughs> But yeah, he's great. And I think I love in the, in the first uh when when Oliver first gets back from the island, he's very like, you know, you're banging my mom. But I think in the middle of it and I don't think they ever make explicit mention of this. You can see Oliver realizing I'm being a dick to this guy, but this guy's a really good guy. He's not yeah. a dick. My mom yeah. is the dick. And I think he was com- when he was coming back from the island, he he was it was almost like set up where he's thinking his mom is you know just the doting mother and uh what the heck is his name in the show um robert yeah robert, yeah, robert is like the dick but as you watch the oh, show no, no,
1: no. He's... it's uh it's walter
2: oliver like slowly starts to realize like oh wait wait my mom is evil <laughs> <laughs> and, and the guy she's marrying is actually a genuinely hum- a good yeah. decent human being which felicity smoke finds out he's a nice guy and yeah. he's played by colin salmon who's Awesome and everything. So yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Like I think the the best moment for Ollie and Walter was when uh, the hood guy saved Walter. Right and at the end of it, he said, you know, some, something. He basically called Ollie son. Right, like, right. He didn't call him stepson. He didn't call him, you know, Moira's child. Like he called him son. Like, mm. like before this show the only three things i i knew this guy from goldeneye tomorrow never dies i don't remember if he was in worlds not enough i don't think he was as as charles robinson but um that and the first resident evil is the the first first resident evil movie first resident (laughs) evil movie is the only resident evil movie i've seen out of that franchise and i barely remember it except for him (laughs) Him and, and uh, Mila Jovovich, uh, Miss uh, Lelou Dallas, multi-pass girl. Lelou
2: Dallas, multi-pass <laughs> girl. Yes. Uh, and the thing about him in the show is, is like, uh, you keep, you almost forget that uh, Oliver's dad was a is a son of a bitch. He was yeah. a, a, admittedly he shot himself because I guess spoiler He was a son of a bitch. He, he and he at least he. He had the clarity to realize it and tell Oliver to fix what he had. So, out of everybody in Oliver's life, the one decent parent was Walter. That's exactly. it. His mom was a piece of shit. His father was a piece of shit. Walter was actually a decent human being.
1: That's right. So, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, we didn't even really talk about uh, in this season about Roy Harper, Red Arrow, whatever he's eh, eh. going to eventually, Arsenal, whatever. Um,. Hmm. I liked him. I thought it was cool.
2: He was very. I'm. I'm. I don't have anything against the actor uh, yeah. personally. It just. I it, and every media. I'm not. I've never been a big uh, Roy Harper fan. And his storyline kind of. I mean, I. I think I liked him the most on Young Justice, which is kind of the only time I ever really. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I can deal with you not Roy Harper. But in comic books and in other stuff, he's always a dick. <laughs> he's always kind of like. I, I don't go to the next person. <laughs> go back to Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, What
1: would you rate 0-5 to for Season 1? What do you think Season 1 deserves for...
2: Going by your your GCRN uh, scale, I'm going to probably give it a 3.5. It's good. Yeah. It's good. I think the apex that we've talked about is Season 2. I think that's when... For the show to be good, from where my expectations were, is phenomenal. Because I was like, "This is gonna suck." I, I was like, "There's no way. There's no way." And, and the people behind it—they made Green Lantern. Have you seen that movie? It's all. So I'm just like, "There's no way it's gonna be." entertaining i'm gonna quit after three episodes it's gonna get canceled and it's still on the air <laughs> it's the it's the the foundation of the these the cw dc universe so yep. i give i say it's good it's very good It's if you've never seen any of the shows the first i say watch the first two seasons maybe skip to <laughs> skip okay to five. what would you recommend
1: <laughs> i i'm gonna give season one about uh, I'll give it a four and a half. I, I really oh, do wow, go. going I The only thing I'm taking a half point off for is because <sighs> the Merlin stuff. Like, you don't like
2: the Merlin stuff? I like, I like no, Merlin's no, awesome. no,
1: no. I like him. I like him. I like the Dark Archer stuff. Mm. I just don't necessarily like, hey, we're going to, you know put an earthquake under part of the city and destroy it just because my wife got shot so i have to kill every like, did I like you like him
2: the, the a... racial ghoul fear toxin in the narrows because we gotta make the world balance it's the same plot it's the same I know. thing no
1: not really <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> um i like him as a character i love the john Burman is a great actor uh, he gets better but... every season by the way he oh, gets better yeah, he every does. season the best, and we're we're you know, like I said, folks, this is the summer of superheroes on a remote control, and we've jumped around, and we're going to continue to jump around. The the best part of of Merlin is when he eventually teams up with Damian Dark.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think the best part of Merlin is when he just inexplicably shows up in the Arrow Cave, and they can't figure out how he keeps finding a way in there. It's like, yeah. it's a, it's me. I'm Malcolm Merlin. I'm a badass. I'm yeah, the magician. Exactly.
1: <laughs> I was the Dark
2: Archer. <laughs> I think when oh. he's when him and Oliver, because Behrman and and Oliver work so well off of each other, when their yeah. uh, goals kind of align, I like that a lot. It, this for some reason it's a little. Sometimes I like when the bad guys and the good guys are on the same team. It's it's kind of cool. But I think that's when they were dealing with raish. which yeah. I think is in uh, season three, or yeah, three, yeah get,
1: it's season three when we get there. Um, yeah, so four and a half for me. Um. What else did you just ask me? Something else before I rated it? I don't remember. I don't know. Uh, overall, very much enjoyed it. We're gonna take a quick break here, folks, because as I said earlier, two uh, two uh, seasons, one podcast. So we're gonna take a quick break. Come back with season two after this.
0: On the Simplistic Reviews podcast, we talk movies.
2: We talk TV. We talk. Oh, Julie, what the heck are you doing? Trying to make our spot sound more exciting by
0: adding explosions.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure you could have got the point across with sound effects, not the real thing. Come on, come
0: on. Download the show on iTunes or at
2: simplisticreviews.blogspot.com. I'm sure your insurance company will cover that. No, they won't. No, they probably won't.
1: Here on Remote Control, episode forty-two. This is the summer of superheroes. Here on Remote Control on the GeekCast Radio Network. Uh, TF2 and Mike, TJ, uh, uh, trying to be DJV. DJ, uh, DJ, I can't. God, I can't even talk now. Wow. It's uh, just DJ. It's just DJ. It's just that,
2: that It's my that. new show on. Uh, <laughs> it's, yeah. just me, yeah. Yeah. it's just me, DJ.
1: Yeah. It's <laughs> just um, me, DJV. Wow. Now I'm like, you need a third or fourth verse to that Eminem song. Oh, Um, (laughs) Jesus! Jesus. So we are continuing on here in episode 42, talking about Arrow season two with uh, the summer of superheroes here on the GeekCast Radio Network on Remote Control. Wow, I forgot. Like I haven't like I said uh, in in the season one part of this episode. I have not watched this since it aired. Mm-hmm. Like, it's been on Netflix forever, of course, with the announcement and finally the pricing available for DC Universe. Of course, right. all the CW shows will be moving over to DC Universe app. W- let me ask you really quickly. I know we're supposed to be in the middle of this podcast or whatever else, but mm-hmm. since whatever. DC Universe pricing for the app has come out for the subscription service. It's either okay. seven ninety nine dollars a month right. or 75 bucks a year.
2: Huh. Uh you're asking me which one I pick?
1: What are your thoughts? Yes.
2: I probably pick uh 797 seven, the 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 799 month so I can cancel. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling that I I don't want to be locked in for a year. I'm like crap, I'm never going to get that $75 back. <laughs> but 799 <laughs> I'm like, eh, okay." Because if I watch like one episode of Titans, I'm like, "Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm straight. I don't like, need this network." Anymore. You'll be like, "Fuck Batman." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, this, this, I mean, not enough episodes, reruns of Arrow and Flash can keep me on this network, I'm going to watch CW Live, yeah, (laughs) was $7.99 a month. (laughs)
1: But here's the thing about the DC Universe app, it's going to have everything, it's going to have Lois and Clark, it's going to have the old Superman serial supposedly, it's going to have all the movies, it's going to have all the animation over the last X number of whatever years.
2: How's that CBS network uh, the uh, app doing, that uh, other one that's streaming um, CBS?
1: I assume it's doing well. <laughs> I mean, we I don't know.
2: Because
0: what he has. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It,
1: the way I look at it now is I'd rather pay the 75 bucks a year than end up paying close to, uh, uh, let's just say, after taxes or whatever, wherever you're living, whatever state, let's say. The seven ninety nine a month ends up being eight oh six or eight ten a month.
2: But can you cancel? So, like, let's say I'm yeah, like in See, the third that's,
1: that that's the thing. I don't. <laughs> I know. need
2: options to leave. I can't be like. <laughs> sentence. I'm not going to be on that island. Is it like seventy five dollars a year is Lee and you. I don't want to be oh Lee and god. you. Oh my god. I'm stuck on this island, kid. I can't get off I, <laughs> I got to get off this island, man.
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> Alrighty then. So, uh, Arrow Season 2, wow, oh man, yeah. I had forgotten half of the stuff that happened, as I said earlier in the episode about how early Flash was hinted at in Season 1, I mean, it's all here, in, like, I forgot that uh, Episode 8 of Season 2, The Scientist, was the, in, the, the backdoor pilot for Flash.
2: Right, 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 right.
1: Completely, like, I thought that was Season 3. <laughs> I thought that was season 3 of Arrow. I'm like, "Ah." Oh, oh. I
2: told you this, we 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 had the Dark Knight first season of Arrow and now yeah. we have come to the best season in my opinion, mm-hmm. The Dark Knight Rises, second season <laughs> of Arrow where I think it's this is when the show kind of hit its groove and really knew what it was doing, like mm-hmm. where where Arrow moved uh, from a vendetta show, which is the first season yeah. starring a superhero to an actual superhero show where you got like Dr. Ivo and Amazo references. There's oh. Barry Allen over there. Le- uh, you know, a whole bunch of du- another uh, Room 52 reference when it comes to one of these. So always always keep an eye out when they, they find a person living in an apartment. Guaranteed nine times out of ten, it's Room 52. Well, <laughs> it always happens.
1: Well, that and the fact that Lance's call sign is DC 52. Yeah, yeah. They,
2: like, they, all, they keep dropping it. Fifty like, two, fifty two, fifty
1: <laughs> two. Delta Charlie 52, we get it. Like, we, we get it We get it Alright We get it
2: Some guys are just gonna walk In the middle of frame And go DC And then walkie walkie mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: They're
2: gonna get less subtle As the season's go on It's gonna
1: be it, It's gonna be Will Arnett I'm, Batman. Will Arnett. I'm Batman I'm
2: Batman
0: <laughs>
2: First try uh, No but I mean the Going into the show and I know we briefly spoke about it uh, mm-hmm. I never I, I never knew the relationship Between Green Arrow And Deathstroke the Terminator it's something I, uh, I needed until <laughs> this season where I was like, this is one of maybe the greatest relationships of two comic book characters in a, in a medium that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Because calling it, it's like Deathstroke really has no connection to Green Arrow. He's a Batman guy or, yeah. you know, Robin person, as we talked about. But he's, it, it's so good. <laughs> the that stuff is. that happens here in this season is what put this show and I think this network on the map. Season one was good. Season two was was like okay, we got to start paying attention, and that's when they they backdoored um, Barry Allen to the yeah. Flash and stuff like that, and that led to a whole bunch, led to essentially a, a DC network that before the DC streaming service app happened.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like you know, you've got basically the beginnings of all the the League of Assassins stuff cause you've got oh um, oh
2: they said League of Assassins guys guys, you can go through my Twitter posts. You probably will find a lot of swearing, but if you go back far enough, you'll find me geeking out about the, the same episode when they said League of Assassins. Because in The Dark Knight, or sorry, Batman Begins, it's League of Shadows. And it's never, I was like, League of Shadows? What? Even Batman, the anime series, said League of Assassins. Why am we saying League of Shadows? So they said League of Assassins, and I said, Rachel Ghoul? That is dropping everything. And, the, and, and, and if it wasn't clear that it's a Batman show, mm-hmm. it, 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 it was clear then. <laughs>
1: What I've noticed going back, and I will mention this in the episodes going further, I already mentioned it in this episode. The logo for Arrow, the title card. The Arrow, whatever.
2: Subtly changes.
1: Season one, yeah. Throughout this upcoming seventh season thing, throughout the six seasons that have aired currently... The mm-hmm. logo gets lighter and lighter, and at times, as we go we get into like season four, five, and six, it's obviously greener and greener and whatever. Sometimes the, I...
2: the arrow tip changes. I think mm-hmm. the last season that this happened, it changed to um, one episode. It changed to um, what's his stupid name? The 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 main villain in season six. It changed uh, to his tattoo, the the dragon oh, tattoo. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they they have a little. I forget his name. name. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Ricardo Diaz. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah Diaz. Yeah.
1: They do a lot of logo changes. There's one episode, it's not in, I think it's in season 3 where mm. um the Cupid chick comes in.
2: Oh, it's the Cupid arrow. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and yeah. it's the
1: Cupid arrow for the logo. Uh and they 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 do this with all of the shows kind of. Um Flash not so much. I mean Flash has done it a little bit. Legends pretty much does it all the time. Right. Uh and obviously like I said Arrow is essentially a
2: Legends Hunt. does that cool thing where they keep changing narrators, which I like.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah when they, they, and they say a different, because, you know, the, the whole gimmick is they say, like, the who they are. Mm-hmm. And when the Legends does it, they switch from, like, you know, a, a, somebody saying it nicely. And then yeah. it goes to, like, Mick, and he's like, hey, yeah. we're Legends. I hate this job, you know. Yep. <laughs> that part yeah. is cool.
1: Yeah. Um, but the Legends logo changed Like a few times when it's been villains It's changed from blue to red Or something like that With Arrow's logo changing from season 1 to season 6 It's obviously mar- It's making fact of how the show has changed And how the character of Green Arrow Oliver Queen right. Has changed Like you look at that season 1 logo It's a black arrow I mean it's it's not no budget <laughs> Not a lot of style going <laughs>
2: budget uh, <laughs> it's a triangle pretty. on a black screen essentially yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah when i first watched this for season one as we mentioned i'm like wow that's like when did batman become arrow man or something <laughs> like you know like i don't know uh it's 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 crazy
2: um but even i like with, it. Even, I... even with the crossover this show and the way flash works mm-hmm. the relationship and we're i'm jumping way ahead mm. but uh the relationship between arrow and 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 barry is what batman and superman should be that their relationship sometimes they're at odds sometimes they're on the same side or most times they're on the same side but just the way where arrow is stoic and barry's optimistic and happy and w- the way they work off each other every time they're in scenes together it's enjoyable because that dynamic works so well when you have an, when you have a straight man and a you know the 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 comic relief it works. When mm-hmm. you have two straight men, <laughs> it's just boring. When it's just, you know you know. So I want to watch when I I think this was I think when um, their crossover event kind of happened was around the time I don't know if they announced Batman v Superman at that point. I cannot remember. I don't.
1: It was think... 2012 when they announced. No PBS.
2: no no. 2012. Damn. When the hell did it? But so, for some reason, I, I when they, I first heard BBS, and I was like, man, I hope it's kind of got the same kind of dynamic where the Justice League anime series. That, that's that's the, the the pinnacle of how you do Batman and Superman in the same scenes together. But the way Ali and and Barry work off of each other in the, in this season and in future seasons, mm-hmm. and one of my favorite moments, which I don't remember, I think it's in a Flash episode. We'll talk about that later. But it, 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 it's it works so well, and I I, I think. Ali's development in this show, Ali's development is this show. How Ali well, yeah. starts to, like you just brought up with the arrow changing and how the character changes. That is the show really. Is how he start, when we first see him he's just a cold-blooded <laughs> just murderer. He yeah. don't give a damn about anybody. <laughs> and then you I watched uh all the I finally finished season 6. And he's got a team, <laughs> and he's yeah. talking about, you know, we got to... I watch a season two, a couple episodes of season two, he's like, we can't have vigilantes running around the city. And in season six, there's vigilantes all over the city that you're endorsing. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's all about how Oliver changes throughout this show. Yeah,
1: and that's and that's the cool thing about it, is, the, like, I often... Like, it, look at a one-shot movie or something, like, that has a beginning, middle, and end, obviously, most everything does. Some things wrap up really quickly, some things put on a bow on it, and some things leave you cliffhangery or whatever. But you look at something that's just like a one-shot. And you don't get enough character development. And this is the cool thing about between movies and TV. Movies, there's not like, yes, you know, there's a lot of character development throughout um, let's say the first two Batman films that are originally there right? because um, I know as soon as I bring up the other two everybody's going to jump down my throat including you <laughs> uh, but at least the first two because it was the same actor and I, 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 I've said this before Michael Keaton one of if not the best Batman I will still defend Batman Forever as being a Bruce Wayne movie over a Batman film mm. but the thing of it is is you only have a finite amount of time the CW WB UPN. The CW doesn't cancel anything,
0: Nothing. so it's not
1: <laughs> like like I'm sure certain things go away. But in this DC Warner Brothers CW television universe, these shows aren't going away anytime soon. I mean, it's more logical that Supernatural will end before any of these things will. So- <laughs> Supernatural is
2: never going to end. <laughs> yes, it will. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a long wispy beard, and Supernatural will still be on the air. <laughs> odd Um,
1: (laughs) but the point is you have more time in television to develop the character and that's what I love about this is each of these shows each of the main (sighs) characters Arrow, Flash, and Supergirl Supergirl still needs work Supergirl to me is like how people describe Star Trek The Next Generation, it didn't really gain ground until like the third or fourth season or it didn't really, you know, come into its own until the third or fourth season kind of a thing because they have the whole stigma of, you know, Star Trek, TOS, and whatever, even though they said, whatever. (coughs) Point is, single character shows, you have X number of episodes, X number of seasons to build that character. And Mm. they've done, as much as I dislike Arrow's season three, four, and five, because it just kind of went off the rails a little bit too much for me, and we'll get into that as we do these episodes, they've really worked on the character, and because Stephen Amell is so gung-ho about everything to do committed. with this stuff, yeah, he's so committed with it, and that's great. You don't want to have um, a Ian gruffud Mr. Fantastic or something in, <laughs> in, a, in, in a show like this where you're, you don't care. You don't want to have... Um, you know, Chris Rock show up and say, I should be the best voice actor ever. <laughs> you know, you don't want that. You want someone like Stephen Mell, who is so committed and so dedicated to the role and where the direction of the show, the direction of the character is going. And season two, like you said, is pretty much the peak at this point. Right. Um, obviously, it's only two seasons at this point when this came out, but I just... I loved almost every minute of this. I kind of get tired. Like, I didn't like I said uh, earlier in the episode. I didn't really. I, I was kind of through with the uh, the um, uh, the flashbacks. I didn't mind them in season. No, two. No, this is because... this is probably the
2: best season with flashbacks. Yep. I think. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> the first season. The first season is kind of like okay. I I get the gimmick, but here you're like oh man, you're learning about Slade, you're learning about Ivo, you're learning about Sarah. Sarah. You learn about shadow. You learn about so much stuff, and then as the season ends, skipping ahead, you left that awesome cliffhanger with uh, Amanda Waller. Yep. So he's like, "Oh, whoa! This is uh, this is this." And, and they're off the island. So you're like, oh crap! This is great. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this I think in terms of flashback. And after a while, it started getting t- uh, tired. I think they should start doing something else with with those. I, I don't remember. I, I, don't, I I'm I'm trying to remember in season six do I remember flashbacks? <laughs> I think they might have no. got rid of them at that point. Yeah,
1: no. They said, I believe the news story came out last year as of season six would be the last season that they used flashbacks. So right. they're starting to, or they've pretty much dropped them.
2: Um, do some flash forwards. How about that? You, yeah. right. you show. I think they kind of had a thing with that with, um, was it Legends? One of those shows kind of did like a flash forward thing, but it was Probably. only for an episode. But yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, you could essentially do um, a flash-forward. Like, okay, you know how... um, Take one of the coolest shows ever, Law & Order Criminal Intent. They'll do something (laughs) like, you know, this is what happened... Now, but here's eight hours previous or eight right, hours right, from right, now. Right, or right, 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 right. You can do that kind of time jump, not just yeah. because you have legends around, but you can do that kind of time jump with Arrow. At this point, at the, at the current point that they're at, and I have no idea. I know Ollie's going to be in prison in season seven. Other than that, I have no idea what to expect out of season seven for, for Arrow. Um I'm keeping up with all the news and all that, and it's just on overload. October cannot get here any faster.
2: Uh, Yeah, I I, I think the way season six ended was, like, really well. I know know we're talking about season two, but just as a show, I think two is – two. if you're looking at a stock of – like, if you look at the show as a stock, Mm -hmm. it's going up. And when it hits to two, it starts to, like, kind of whittle down. And I think when it hit six, it went up a little. It got an uptick because it, 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 you're right. Around th- uh, three, middle of three. Again, I told you, first half of three I was in. And then after as three ended all the way to five, I was kind of like, man, arrows in the dumps. And I think they knew that. And then I think season six, they tried to rectify a lot of these problems, like you're saying, get rid of the mm-hmm. flashbacks, kind of do something fresh with the show. And Oliver in prison, uh, spoiler alert, uh, might be the thing to do that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's just... It's it's crazy. Um, season 2, I absolutely loved it. I thought it was super interesting. I felt that all of the stuff that happened in Season 1 with the parents and with this and with that was, was, was done, obviously. And mm-hmm. we'll see Jamie Sheridan at some point uh, as Robert Queen in, like, you know, flashes and things like that and whatever... Right. Uh, we might see Moira at some point or another, but um, huh. both the, both their parents are dead now, Right. and this basically drives Thea to not want to even be, a, like, she wants to go off and do her own thing, she wants to get out of Starling, and that's the other thing, and I think we mentioned this earlier, so sorry folks if I'm forgetting if we did. I cannot wait until they get it to the point where it's Star City and not Starling, ugh, God, I, I think that. I think
2: I think they say Star City in season six. I think they might be yeah. starting yeah, to at least like, move around. Yeah, so no, I know that rebranding of uh, Ray Palmer was trying to do the rebranding of the city as Star City or whatnot. But yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I agree. Oh, the I, I thing about Thea is, yeah. and one of the good things I can say about season three is I like where Thea goes after this season. It kind of starts, yeah. it sets her up very very well for the next. It, you know, a couple seasons seasons. It
1: does. Absolutely. It, it, but for Oliver, it basically just turns into, hey, I'm Batman. <laughs> Fuck Arrow, I'm Batman.
2: <laughs> uh But yeah, I think um the standout, if we're not going to talk about Manu, because Manu is the oh, no, Yeah, we will. He's the he's the he's the best. Uh, Katie Lotts recasting. This is where recasting is done right. Where mm-hmm. I think. I could give a damn about Sarah Lance. And Katie Lots made me think that Sarah Lance is probably the either one or one B, most interesting female character in, in the Arrowverse. So interesting, she got her own damn show. So yeah, uh, Sarah Lance, a black canary, now she's white canary, she's awesome. And I like when they introduce the, uh, when they find, they go through the, her flashback when she wakes up on the boat, the door, Titanic mm-hmm. style. And you see the little canary float next to her. I was like, oh, that's really well. They do a lot of little subtle things. Not, though that's kind of not subtle. But little things where I'm like, ah, oh, that's, that's cool. And just mm-hmm. her, her performance. Katie, talk about a character that's grown. Where she was kind of like this ditzy girl. And then she now she is essentially... Captain Jack Sparrow on a time ship, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> who, who's a badass who can like? I mean, they, they, she's the muscle essentially on that show. So yeah, yeah. I, I I like and and uh Katie, Katie Lodge, she just brings something to that character where, unfortunately for the the actress that plays Laurel, I just Laurel just starts to be outshined by every other female character on the show. If it's not Thea, it's Felicity. If it's not Felicity, it's uh, it's it's Sarah it's it's crazy
1: yeah it, if it's not Felicity it's Sarah if it's not Sarah it's it's Nessa if it's not this it's that if it's Sin. not whatever it, it's like it's saying yeah exactly it, it, you know Moira like Moira seriously? every it's female like...
2: character more, it's Shadow every female character just seemed more interesting than her so she keeps it, it, falling down the totem well, pole of the, uh, Amanda say, Waller Lila yeah. all of them are more interesting
1: uh, I'll say this for Katie Cassidy's character of, of Laurel Katie. It, it it got better in season two because they're giving her some sort of path they're giving her the path of her finding out like the moment when she went to sarah and uh katie lots pulled off the uh the hourglass i forgot no i forgot it was a wig Oh, the Black, wig. <laughs> can, like I seriously I thought that was still her like I forgot that that was a wig on her and I'm mm. like oh okay so that's one way to disguise yourself use a giant blonde wig and I mean, she's well, blonde if, anyway but that's, If
2: you're blonde anyway like if, yeah. that, that woman has a red wig but she doesn't have red hair she she looks different but yeah. if you you are you're, you're Sarah Lance like, you might want to try a wig that's not the exact same color as your
1: hair <laughs> <laughs> and I you know when I remember when I first saw this show I'm like okay so they list the character as Laurel Lance and then they eventually come up at it come up to it and saying oh Laurel's her middle middle name you know it's Dinah Laurel Lance I'm like oh so eventually she's gonna be Black Canary because hello that's who you know Dinah Lance is Black Canary kind of a thing uh, what I love about Arrow is the twists and turns that they've taken throughout the six seasons. To get to the point of where the Black Canary character is, because at first I was like Sarah Lance's—that's not Black Canary's real idea. Who the hell Perfect. is it? Like, I'm like, Whoa. and then take you down, that, they take you
2: down a different path. Yeah, and that that's
1: character. that's interesting. I think that's super cool. And season two did it so well. You basically. You know, uh, between season two, and season three, you're gonna have Sarah eventually give up, or because I think she dies at, at one point in season three, uh, again. Um, <laughs> That's third you know, time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. third time's the charm, right? Uh, you know, you you have that where she passes the mantle on to Laurel. You have Laure- you know, so Laurel's character between season two, season three, she gets better. She doesn't just become this supposedly strong woman that fades into the background that every other woman is stronger than she is. She actually, character-wise, grows into, even though she already was a strong woman, the producers, writers, staff kind of pay attention to everybody else right now in season two.
2: I think they didn't know what to do with her. You can kind of tell from the first couple episodes, like, "Uh, she's an alcoholic, Mm -hmm. uh, guilty drug problem. It's like they didn't know what to do, and then she kind of, okay, we'll do this to get her. That's what I got. I guess this is why... Where twenty three, twenty two episodes comes in handy because you can kind of figure it out before. Yeah. I kind of like shows that are shorter that they figure it out ahead of time, but yeah. they th- I think in the middle of the season they kind of figured out okay, this is what we're gonna do with Laurel because in the beginning I don't think they had any idea of what they were gonna do with her because they were kind of more interested in Sarah's coming back. Where how are we gonna? How is that? How is it gonna affect? Uh, laurel and, and and detective quentin lance they didn't really weren't really paying attention to what's laurel doing this the time ah, we'll just give her something to keep her kind of stagnant until we're ready to use it until we figured out what the heck that is which eventually is black air stuff
1: Yep, yeah, absolutely uh what else do we want to bring up about season two is there anything uh, you didn't like about season two
2: I, I didn't like the drug problem with Laurel because again it's pretty telegraph stuff. I do like the fact that this season has my favorite one of my favorite lines in all of the Arrowverse and it comes from John Diggle where he says my secret identity is the black driver laughs makes me laugh every single time. Uh, Sebastian uh, blood uh, mm-hmm. I mean there has been some unfortunate names in politics Jeff Flake, Donald Trump, but dude honestly are you voting for any politician with the last name blood (laughs) that's like voting for greg evil or like david knife wound or something It's like not a huge Mm -hmm. fan of the blood storyline except for the parts that are connected to deathstroke he's kind of like a fake we're talking about batman stuff he's kind of like the scarecrow in batman begins he's kind of like the 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 mini the 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 mini boss before the boss yeah pretty much (laughs) And and the actor who plays him is i guess he's okay it's just like yeah that whole, the, the, everything when blood shows up, I'm oh god, just, just. But when Deathstroke is introduced, and you see that he's Deathstroke is just, just geppettoing this whole situation. It's <laughs> like, okay, okay, I, I, understand your purpose now, blood. Before I, I, I didn't, mm-hmm. I was just worried going into season two that as that stuff happened, that he was going to be the main person. I, w- I didn't see the, Slade villain thing really coming. Oh and really? Th- yet. Yeah. I mean until it starts happening, you're like, oh this is great. This is more and more. So you almost forget like my apprehension to begin, like, don't make blood the main dude. Don't make blood take out Slade and then uh, then arrow has to take out blood get rid of blood.
0: That's
2: <laughs> 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 just, just a mini boss. Be, yeah. That's probably the things I didn't I, I, I didn't like the oh. And um uh for the fact that they cast a character actress I really like Sarah Summer Glau Who is mm-hmm. uh, River Tam from Firefly Serenity, who I like a lot I do not like her character In this show, where essentially She's just, you know, mean lady Mean lady, mean lady Who's also being, uh, her strings are being Pulled by Slade uh, And she's essentially Slade uh, Slade Daughter 2.3 I, I don't know what the hell she is That whole other thing, I, I think it should have, When, when is Mono Imano? Ollie and Slade It's perfect It's literally perfect A perfect show mm-hmm. and all these other people Kind of get in the way of it Blood and uh, I forget Glass Character's name That's how much I don't really like her um, uh,
1: um, Isabel Rochev
2: Rochev yes I, When they get Kind of in the middle It's like uh, Even when it comes To the hero Even when on Ollie's side I just want Deathstroke And Ollie And I think I do love The twist That this show Ends with Kind of with how Ollie defeats Slade in the fact that they kind of play with the fans a little bit where they he has some, he says the line um, I love you Felicity but it was all So he wanted Slade to get her so she mm-hmm. could I thought that was really clever because again none of the fans saw it coming because they just wanted they, they've been soliciting uh, this relationship for the entire two seasons and they kind of took that they took that and they made it a kind of a plot point which I thought was pretty interesting
1: yeah that, again, Season 2 changes all the plots. It gets rid of Moira and all of her things.
2: Brutally, by the two, way.
1: Oh, yes. <laughs> like, death by sword. Like, she really did fall on her own sword. Not really yes. her sword, but... um <laughs> somebody else's own sword. <laughs> exactly. Um, we get this here, and they eventually come back to it, but Season 2 was where we find out that young Ollie got some chick pregnant... <laughs> and that eventually comes back around
2: obviously they're dealing with the the, the the whirlwind of that <laughs> and then I go away <laughs> it <No. kinda> goes, <laughs> it's still there I mean, folks
1: <laughs> I mean oh okay so season two let's say they're in oh, okay season two they're what maybe five six seven years after the island or something or whatever I don't know I think it, I think in it's the, six years after the island in, yeah. oh, okay so let's say by whatever time that you know we come back to Samantha and her son mm-hmm. um even though that like i don't even think they said her name in in <laughs> in the episode here in season 2 but i just know i remember that's what her name was and obviously she has a boy right. yada 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 um i don't i don't know how long 2 million dollars would would make her last <laughs> within the arrowverse especially in central <laughs> city i mean Central City eventually gets Big Belly Burger. They have, uh-huh. you know, Central. What's the name cent- of
2: the the, the the coffee shop? It's not
1: Central Perk. Don't you dare say that. <laughs> it's um, <laughs> oh god. It's um. something
2: it else. I should, I else, should I know
1: this. It's <laughs> oh, We'll find out next week.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll we'll find out when we get to the Flash season one. Um, Arrow season two. There wasn't much I didn't like about. it.
2: No, it's, I, it, it's the most least it's the least flawed season I think
1: Yeah, I actually did not get tired like by like I, I said earlier with season 1 you know by episode 11 or 12 I'm like ready to tap out at this point like the halfway point of the season out of the 23 episode I'm like okay um ding 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 I'm gone you know Glass Joe just hit me in the face I'm out uh <laughs> Season two was not like that. I actually enjoyed every bit of this. I didn't even see the Summer Glau twist happening until it happened. Like, oh wow! I, like, did not even. And again, you know, some people go off memory, some people don't. I can't. I, in order for me to discuss these things, I don't care how old the TV show is. I have to rewatch whatever it is that I have to rewatch to do it because <laughs> I, unless it's Knight Rider, I don't remember shit. Michael Knight. <laughs> That's right.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> but no, the uh the um the I, I think this you can just tell as this season's progressing, they're having fun with it. And I mean that from behind and in front of the camera. They mm-hmm. know we're gonna drop a suicide squad episode here. Just yep. because we can, and then we're gonna have a kind of a nod to Harley Quinn, but we can't use Harley Quinn. They're just dropping all these little things where it's like, oh, that's that's pretty cool. The Metamorpho Lab is where the doll makers hanging out, uh, yep. h- hanging out. It's just stuff like that. You can tell they were hitting their stride, and they were like, okay, we we we've been picked up. We kind of have a big We have a better budget now. We can just start just dropping stuff. Hints to this. Maybe this will be a show. Maybe this won't. Maybe this is just this how mm-hmm. we get a, a a little treat for the fans. And every single episode seemed to have two or three treats for the fans whether it's the DC 52 or the door 52 mm-hmm. or the Amazo stuff I just like that that personal stuff to me this shows to me they did their research they don't they're not just you know using it as a name they actually yeah. want to make a good show but they know what the hell they're talking about they've done more research on arrow than I've probably ever had or the DC uh, DC universe that I've ever done so mm-hmm. If I'm picking out stuff, and I'm not a huge knowledge person when it comes to DC, I know Marvel a bit more. But if I'm – I remember I watched the Justice League cartoon backwards and forwards. So when I see yeah. things like maze, when I saw amazing the first time, I was like, oh, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, that's awesome. So, yeah, I, I I think this was the season where they – I mean, when you you get in the groove, this is the groove season.
1: Yes, it very much is. Um and it it's just what is so great about this is you have i don't want to say you you, you have your main storyline with Sebastian Blood, Brother Blood and and Slade Wilson obviously gets revealed as it goes along. Right. But you also have as you said these little nods, these little things, almost almost vignette episodes like Huntress came back for an episode. Uh, you've that got made you happy, the whole, of course. <laughs> hello, hello. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like uh, that. You know, she came back for an episode. Um, you've got the kind of the whole introduction of Barry and Star Labs and Cisco and Caitlin and all of that and and everything else to set up the Flash and 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 that kind of stuff. Um, so and that Ca- was cool.
2: Caitlin Snow was a was a drop as well at the time. Because when I first I was like, wait, isn't that Killer Frost? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, ah, eh, whatever. I, at the time, I was like, D- they're just dropping these little things, and then now we know that Caitlin does become, spoiler alert, Killer Frost, one of the big, big, big Flash uh, characters. So yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yep, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and season two has just done so much. I mean, you know they've just done so much with it and it is so cool um just everything with it was great like there's nothing here um I don't that, remember that last
2: seven episode run is probably worth the price of admission anyway like the yeah. last when as soon as Slade kind of gets in there man and you're like okay Mm-hmm. And you see that he's doing some, he's essentially like doing Lex Luthory things, but he's Deathstroke. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's just like okay, he's got the, he's got the physicality, but he's got the mind game stuff. I love. I mean, it's kind of like the best parts of Spider Man Three when uh, uh, Harry's messing with Spider Man or Peter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I, I love that stuff where he's just I'm gonna I'm gonna tear I'm gonna tear your life apart. Then I'm, when you're at your weakest then I'm gonna kill you. That's why I got the Dark Knight Rises thing, because that's essentially what Bane does, because he just tears away mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne until he's just Batman, and he just breaks him. So yeah, I, I, I this season in terms of uh, a great arc, this is probably the strongest of the arcs. I mean, the Glades arc, though it's essentially the same Ra- Ra's al Ghul Batman Begins plot, it's not as personal as this one. This was personal. Oh stuff yeah. I- yeah, it is.
1: Um... The one episode that I thought they did really well to further Oliver's character was episode nine, the three ghosts, mm-hmm. uh, where you know you have to, you know, see your three ghosts and figure out what they're trying to tell you, and the fact that they brought back the actor that plays Tommy to yeah. be that third ghost was really friggin' cool. Like for Ollie to get the the closure, I guess you could say from, even though it's a hallucination or whatever, like, but you know, he forgives himself essentially yeah, through exactly. a ghost of Tommy, yeah, yeah exactly, that was really cool, I just I just love going back and watching this stuff I think it's just super fun um, what would you rate season two uh,
2: I think uh, I would probably give it a f- four and a half I'll go four and a half because so I think this is the like I've, we've said many times, this is the pinnacle. I think every other season's lower than – I mean, this is, is not perfect. There are some episodes that are mm. – eh, I don't need it. But, I mean, this is as close to perfect as the Arrow has ever been and probably will ever be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Though I think as a character, Arrow has consistently – or Green Arrow or Ollie or whatever. or character, yeah. He has been – Perfect in all the crossovers. Like, the way they do Oliver in all these crossovers has been, like, like he's batting a 1,000. Yep. And, uh, like, every time there's a Flash Arrow crossover or a, a flat, or an Arrow Legends of Tomorrow crossover or an Arrow, mm-hmm. whatever, perfect. Uh, but the, in terms of seasons in terms of so seasons, I think this is the best, and this is 4 out of 5. 4.5 mm-hmm. four out of 5.
1: I'm right there with you, four and a half. There was nothing in this season that made me want to turn the show off. There isn't anything that they did to reference whatever. To say, oh, they didn't do that right, or oh, this, or oh, that, or whatever. Everything about the show as of season two is coming into its own. It's giving all of the characters that you follow certain storylines and certain things. You could follow each one of them in whatever ways that you wanted. Um you know that whole switcheroo thing with with Felicity and, and Laurel, with having Felicity go back to the mansion. The fact that the mother is now dead <laughs> and the mansion is essentially empty. Like, right. I mean, I, I don't. It's been so long since I've seen the these earlier seasons. Like I said, I haven't seen them since they actually aired. Half the time, I don't remember.
2: Do they still have? no i i, the I mansion it, in seat like i i don't know if that man I, i'm trying to remember it, it might have been season five or four and they dealt with that because he lives at felicity's place doesn't he yeah yeah
1: yeah so, so yeah i don't
2: know like seeing
1: the mansion empty was was cool and weird seeing walter come back was great i thought that was super cool seeing colin salmon come back yeah um
2: did we ever mention that that mansion in the first season is the same mansion from X-Men? It's the same mansion. They use... Oh, is uh, it? I believe... Like, I'm, I'm like 95% sure. You can look it up. But I'm pretty yeah. sure that's the exact same mansion. They just come in through the back way. But I think it's the same castle that, that they use for those movies. Oh,
1: cool, cool. Uh, did you know that Leanne Yu is in
2: Canada? <laughs> Isn't everything in Arrow you know, in Canada?
1: <laughs> well, probably. <laughs> but I'm saying that... I, like, I... I've said this before, and I'm sorry for repeating it, folks. I pay attention to the fictional aspect of things. I don't like, Mm -hmm. whatever's in front of my screen, that's what I'm paying attention to. I'm not paying attention to where it is in real, like everybody's like, oh, Metropolis is New York and Gotham City is New Jersey. I'm like, Mm -hmm whatever anyway but it's you know it's one of those things where I'm like I, I just kind of got curious after I had watched the first season and I watched part of the second season like a, up to the, like the first eight episodes I'm like huh I'm curious where it is so I just google it and like oh it's the the, the scenes that they use for Lee and are shot somewhere in in Canada it's,
2: it's cheaper and for the simple uh, fact yeah. that the, the forest looks very foresty not jungly which yeah. an island would be so it makes yeah. sense <laughs> yeah true
1: I don't know i just i just really dug it i thought it was super fun all right uh i think that's gonna do it for us where can the people find you and your lovely show simplistic reviews online sir
2: you can find me at, on twitter at trying to be djv uh our show twitter is at simple tweeters and you can follow everything the search youtube spotify itunes the dark web the search simplistic reviews you can find us
1: Guys are on the dark web. Wow, you must charge for that.
2: Oh, so much money, so much <laughs> money, kid. Hey, kid, so much money.
1: <laughs> I am at TFG and Mike on Twitter. You can find Remote Control on Facebook. You can also find Geekcast Radio on Facebook and Twitter at Geekcast Radio on Twitter. Uh, coming up next time, we've got episode forty-three where DJ will be back with me to talk Batman season. I'm sorry. Oh. Arrow season three oh. and the flash season one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Fuck arrow. I mean, Batman. I mean,
1: Batman. <laughs> Fuck the league of shadows. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, we're going to get the heck out of here. Uh, Keep fighting over the remote control and we will catch you next time here in the Summer of Superheroes on the GeekCast Radio Network's Remote Control.
0: You're going to run over there, you're going to come back at me, and you're going to get hit with an arrow. (laughs) No, I'm not. (laughs) Yes, you are. Okay, fine. I will humor you. Ready? Ready. Nice try. Ah! Ah! You shot me? (gasps) I heard you heal fast. Ah! Ah! You've been tuned in to Remote Control, the GeekCast Radio Network's modern TV podcast. Join TFG one Mike and the rest of the RCTV crew next time for a new modern TV topic. I'm your announcer, Optimus Solo, and remember to think of us the next time you pick up the remote control. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment.